Good morning. I hope you enjoyed the holiday and were able to get some rest and some good food and of course, spend some time connecting with loved ones. I'm Sanaa and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. Every Monday morning, I'm joined by experts from across the country who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, you'll learn about their inspirations, motivations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. So grab that cup of coffee and get ready for a fun and insightful conversation. Now, I'm willing to bet that you or someone you know is an entrepreneur. In fact, since the start of the pandemic, we've seen more and more people take the leap into their passion projects, side hustle, or just their overall entrepreneurship journey. Women started over 1,800 net new businesses every day last year, with 64% of new women-owned businesses started by women of color. Overall, the U.S. has 12.3 million women-owned businesses, which generate $1.8 trillion a year. But what does it take to start and maintain a successful business? To dive deeper into entrepreneurship and mindset and some of the strategies you need, today I'm joined by Natasha Hemingway. Natasha Hemingway is a corporate and entrepreneurial-based sales coach and speaker and the creator of The Heart Not Hustle, a coaching firm founded with an aim to help corporations and entrepreneurs find and focus on the deeper meaning behind their business motivation and sales message. She helps corporations and entrepreneurs master their authentic sales process and sales strategy, achieve meaningful success, and maximize their sales wins by bringing the heart, not the hustle. Natasha spent over 16 years as a successful sales professional with a Fortune 500 company and held a corporate role as a senior territory sales manager prior to the personal tragedy that led her on a life-altering path to redefine her own success and joy. After leaving the corporate world, she found a heart for corporations and entrepreneurs looking to garner their gifts and passions to create their own businesses. Good morning, Natasha, and welcome to the show. Good morning. I am so honored to be here. Thank you for having me, Sanaa. I'm super, super excited to be here. Yes, I am so excited to have you here because I know you have such a compelling story and also because you have such a big heart for entrepreneurs and of course, a whole strategy that actually helps entrepreneurs do the work of their business with heart, not hustle. And so it is an honor to have you here with us this morning. I am excited to be here. I always say this. I never take it for granted when I have an opportunity to talk about what I get to do um, and the people and the type of clients or corporations that I get to do it with when it comes to sales. Um, Because a lot of people don't like sales. Like they hate it. They don't like it. It makes them uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to make you love it. Um, And really teaching people how to do it from a place of heart, not hustle. And then, because then their impact and their influence is that much greater. So in regard, and then the sales, it comes, but you have to also have the process and the strategy and all those things. So I'm always honored. So I'm honored to be on your show. Yes. And I love this idea. I mean, you touch on so many things right there. Like people have this kind of icky attitude towards sales, even though it's definitely a part of all of our professions. Even if we don't think of ourselves as entrepreneurs, that sales part is still present. Yes. 
Yeah. And then also this idea of what you get to do, right? That mindset of what you get to do, not what you have to do, not what you're forced to do, but what you get to do. But tell me, have you always had this outlook towards sales and to this, like, I get to do these things? Yeah, I have. Cause I came out of college with a biology degree, thought I was going to go to med school. And I was like, to be an OBGYN. And I was like, nope, I'm not interested in going to school that much longer. And so I have this biology degree. And so now I'm like, what do we do with this now? Because I am a people person. Like I love people. I'm a people person. I love to be in conversation and community, all that. And just serving and helping. That's just my nature. My mom's the same way. She's a nurse practitioner. And um, so I was like, I cannot be in anybody's lab. I'm not going to be in anybody's chemistry lab with this biology degree. Locked up, cooped up, no windows. That is not me. And so I was like, I've got to find a career that is going to allow me to be able to be around people mm-hmm. and serve them, but also do it in this realm of like medicine, biology. And so I had been going to school for physical therapy or I was, excuse me, getting my hours, working at the hospital, getting my hours and prep to apply for physical therapy school, which that's when they came out with a doctorate of physical therapy, super excited, but everybody was trying to go into it. And I was like, I do not want to put all my eggs in one basket. Mm. No, we have to have a plan because my mom is not going to let me just stay here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to get out. You graduate from college and then you're going to have to swiftly move. So I was like, I need to have this plan and not have all my eggs in one basket. And so um, back then, also, the pharmaceutical industry was like the hot thing. And so now at that point, it was a lot of, I'll be honest, a lot of white male pharmacists. Mm. They were the ones who were hired, brought into pharmaceutical sales, and it certainly was not African-American females. So being a double minority, I was like, I don't care. I, I'm That's where I want to be. It's a great opportunity. And it meshed both of my passions, being able to help people serve people, being around people and communicating. And also it allowed me to use my biology degree. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is the perfect Mary, but I'm like, it is a sweet chance that I can really get into this industry. And I just said, I prayed and I was like, literally, God, whatever you want me to do, whatever one comes first, that's where I'll know where I'm supposed to be and go. Mm -hmm. Um, And that job literally came and I was blown away that it happened and I moved and I never looked back since. So I spent eight years in pharmaceutical sales and got promoted there to territory manager. Um, And then I spent eight years in medical device sales, which is a whole different beast grind way faster, way more intense, way more money. Um, (laughs) But it was a grind. It was a grind. And so I, all I've done is sales. And so I don't, I always say it like this. I tell my clients all the time. I talk about on Instagram because I'm constantly sharing tips daily is that, you know, sales honestly is just serving. But we get it twisted. We're like, we get caught up in like, oh my gosh, I'm taking something from somebody. It's manipulative. It's pushy. It's icky. I don't want to bother people. And, you know, nobody will pay me for that. And I'm like, no, actually, the minute you start flipping your mind that sales is actually serving someone, you are providing a solution to someone, you are helping them. And the minute you start seeing that, which takes time, right? Mm -hmm. I have to coach people through it. But that's the way I saw it. And it was that way from the beginning. And Yes, you have the pressure of quotas and expectations and numbers when you're in corporate sales, but it's like when you do it from a place where you are more concerned with the person that you are there to serve versus your numbers, your quota, your money, and your bank, the quicker connections happen, the quicker referrals come, um, partnerships with you know physicians and practices that I work with, 
they just naturally happen and that makes it easier for you to hit your goals. And so it's the same approach, but don't get it. Don't get me wrong. Like I messed it up, like Mm -hmm. coming out of college, coming into sales and being under that kind of pressure and stress. I know what following scripts and trying to do it by the book and not being authentic. It gets you nowhere. Like I've been there. So I told people, I'm like, listen, I messed up too. Like I messed up too. Right. But Mm -hmm. I quickly started to understand. I'm like, no, this actually isn't how this works. And so it's taking those principles that I learned and the mistakes that I've learned and actually applying that and helping entrepreneurs and corporations and businesses understand the same thing, but really going deeper of understanding like you, it's not enough to be passionate about your business. You must also be profitable. Mm. like selling with heart not hustle is just not about like oh my gosh I love my business no (laughs) there has to be a process and a strategy that backs that up that's coupled with that heart not hustle and then that's where the money the sales and the stuff come from so that is (laughs) kind of like all encompassing a little bit of like how I got here and like why I'm so focused on helping people understand see understand sales and sales process and strategy and how you get to build it in your business from a different outlook and lens. Mm-hmm. So. I love, you know, just listening to you already so far this morning, y'all so many gems, so many gems mm-hmm. already, because mm-hmm. what I hear is this whole mindset shift. Even when you first started, when we got, you know, together this morning, you said, I get to, and then when yeah. we're thinking about sales, it's about serving, right? And so these mindset shifts that really put you in a different place to then approach your business with a stronger foundation and to be able to make it, like you said, profitable, because we love to talk about the passion, right? My passion project, or even that I feel, you know, that I'm made for this particular job and have feeling passionate or purposed is wonderful. (laughs) But if it is a business, there is that profit side, that business acumen. (laughs) Yes. I say it all the time. I'm like, a business is the definition of business is a selling of goods or services. You must, I mean, like hmm? <laughs> I tell people, I'm like, period, like you have to be focused. It's a foundational piece, but I'll back up and add on to something that you said is that mindset is everything. I, I tell my clients, whether it's a consulting client, their business corporation, small business, whatever, or a one-on-one client, I'm like, listen, your mindset, it's never absent from what you do. Like it's always involved and you can have the best laid sales process strategy, love your business, but your mindset be horrible there or being an entrepreneur that has a lack of self-awareness, like those things will hold you back because it comes through the filter of the mind. Mm, and so your lack of worth value, your lack of belief of success, um, what will people think of you? All these fears that pop up, they're filtering in your mind. And if you don't have a strong mindset, you will crumble in this world of entrepreneurship. Yes. Yeah. That's so true there. And you just mentioned some of the common fears that people have, but how do people like get past these fears? And I think they're so common. So if people are listening, it's nothing wrong with you. Like this is very common. Absolutely. That is, I love this question because I teach this thing um, called the fear to faith cycle. Mm -hmm. And literally God gave it to me in my season of darkness. And it is, and it's, it's basically understanding that, like you said, fear, if you're listening, it's okay. Like you're normal. It's not something (laughs) wrong with you. Fear is actually a natural, so I'm going to get a little nerdy because y'all know I have a biology degree. I love talking about the brain, subconscious, all that conscious. And so 
and the neurology behind it. And there's been tons of studies on it too, right? But fear is a natural survival instinct. Like it's a good thing. It's there for a reason. We need it. It keeps us from, let's say, for example, you go to visit the Grand Canyon, right? This is an example I give people. (laughs) Um, When you get close to the edge or when you go for the first time, I took my mom for her 70th birthday a couple of years ago. And I'm like, oh, there's no railing. Hmm, That's interesting. (laughs) Like you get close to the edge. Sanaa, right? And your heart's like, like, that's a natural, healthy response saying, don't get too close. Because if you get too close and you slip on that little red rock, you're going to be off the cliff and dead. Poof, gone. Right? So (laughs) our bodies tell us that for a reason, there's a neurological response that happens there. Our mind clicks in. It's like, hey, back up, not too close. But there's also a real thing behind false fear. So that's real fear. Then there's Mm -hmm. false fear. And so false fear is that thing of like, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. Who would believe you? Who's going to pay you for that? I could never be successful. I da, 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 da. I'm not good enough. I um, was never good at this or I've been raised, blah, blah, blah. It, it, that stuff is your subconscious. But a lot of times we hang on to those feelings. And I tell my clients all the time, feelings are not facts. Yes. So we have to go back to the facts, right? Because your feelings are saying you're not good enough. Who, how are you going to be successful? Nobody's going to believe you. You cannot open that brick and mortar business. Are you kidding? Like it's going to tell you all of those things, but you actually have to go to the root, which in this fear to faith cycle, I talked to them about going back to the root of understanding. And the cycle runs like this. It's in a circle and I'm actually getting ready to do something. I'll tell you about later as far <laughs> as like what, how I'm going to actually help people in this little way. So there's the cycle is life event, fear. So life event, those are the things that have happened to you that have caused you to think about life differently. Did you get fired from a job? Did you go through a divorce? Have you lost a loved one? Have you experienced something, something from your childhood? There's all these things that come up and they happen. And we sometimes hold on to these things and the emotions and the feelings that they elicit or what somebody has said about us in those seasons or whatever. And we hold on to them, right? But when we are looking at that life event, the things that have caused us to look at life differently, those experiences, they, a lot of times elicit some type of fear, Mm -hmm. you know, fear, the process, fear, success, fear of not being good enough, fear of what will people think of me? I mean, there's, I, there's, I have like a list of these fears and where they kind of dump. And so all these like fears are showing up. And then in the next part of the cycle, it goes life event fear. And then it goes to pause, Mm. pause, and then it goes to choices. Then it goes to action. So there's five steps to it. Life event, fear, pause, choices, action. So I walked you through life event, fear. If you're trying to figure out how do you move yourself through it, right? Ooh, let me give you this nugget too. When you're in the fear zone, one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself and everybody can do this like now, like the next time your subconscious tries to tell you something negative or about yourself or whatever, or fear rises up. One big question you can ask yourself is, is it true? So yes, I'm telling you to talk to yourself. Is it true? And I would say my name, Natasha, that I cannot open up this brick and mortar business that I know is like my calling, it's my passion, it's my purpose, it's been on my mind for years. The answer is no. 99.9% of the time, the answer is no, because A, you've not done it, or B, it's something that is, if it's an emotional thing, or a thought processing thing, it's something that you're experiencing because of something else or how you fell or what you what happened to you as a child or whatever. And it's like, it's not true. 
And so you're going back and planting yourself back in a truth, rooting to the fact, not your feeling, right? And so when you get to that point where you answer that, it's like, no, that's actually not true. I have nothing to back that up. I have no facts. I've not done anything because I've been sifting in fear. Mm-hmm. When you can root that, then your next step is to act, to actually take one small, medium, big, I don't care, but it doesn't have to be huge action, right? So let's say it's doing a podcast. Like, you know, you've been wanting to do it and you're like, no, no, I can't. I can't. My voice is this. I can't do that. Nobody will listen. Ha, da, 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 all the things, right? You stop yourself and you say, is it true that I cannot start a podcast? Well, the answer is no, that's not true. And so when you do that, your one small stick of action is maybe solidifying your name mm-hmm. or maybe contacting a podcast. Um, what is it? The podcast, the people who will like help you edit editor mm-hmm. or whoever. Or maybe it's calling a friend and saying, okay, here's the name of the podcast and I want to launch it by this date. Hold me accountable. It can be any type of action, but what you're doing is you are rewiring your brain to stop taking this trip down this neural pathway of I'm not good enough. I can't do it. My voice, this, I could never build a podcast, whatever it is. So you're breaking that and you're starting to reset that neural pathway to start thinking in a different way. Cause you're like, ah. I did it because there's a response that happens behind that. I told myself, yes, I can. I pushed past it. I realized that's not fact. I've now put myself accountable and actually am a little bit nervous and I'm a little bit fearful, but I'm excited. Yeah. Right. And so then Paul's comes into play, which is all about um, how can I take my power back? Pause, because you never want to make choices, which comes next from a place of you want to, you never want to make it from fear. You want to make it from truth. Yeah. So choice is all about how can I make choices from a place of truth and not fear? And then action is then actually going and getting something done. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's how I tell people, that's how I learned how to move through my fear. When I was in, I felt like all these things were happening. We lost our full-term son. I got pushed out of this job that I busted my tail to get, you know, promoted, you know, and it took, it was like a two-year promotion where you have to have eight quarters consecutively of like a hundred percent or better sales quota, right? You have Mm -hmm. to meet your number a hundred percent or better for eight quarters consecutively. That's two years. (laughs) And if you miss literally a quarter, you start Start over, over. right? And that in the midst of being in that run for that, losing our full-term son, dropping a quarter, starting over, getting pregnant again, being worried, paranoid, going to grief counseling while I'm carrying this new, like all the things I was in and then getting pushed out of my, then getting promoted and then being pushed out of my job a couple of months after that. Like I tell people, don't get it twisted. Don't go to my Instagram and be like, or my website and be like, oh my gosh, no, (laughs) no. I'm always about authenticity, transparency, and integrity. Those are my values and my life, my business. And even when I show up on somebody's platform, right? We can't help people if we're not being honest. And so that's why I share all of that. And I'm so open for you guys to understand, like, there's no magic sauce to busting through fears. You got to do the work. But sometimes people don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Right. They don't even know where to begin. And so I'm big on that. And that's why I tell my clients, I'm like, listen, this is not transactional. This is a relationship. When you come in with me, I care about you. We're going to work on your mindset, your process, all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's why all of the work you do is so impactful. And that's why the strategies and the processes that you've created 
work because you've had the experiences you've been there it's not yeah. just uh you know a, a, your mind saying oh this would work or you know you've actually lived it so you yeah. know and you know what people feel like when they're going through these different highs and lows yeah uh, and so you can empathize in a different way than someone who maybe has just been oh super successful the whole time and they're just thinking you know how yeah. can I you know put some programs together so that's the difference as you mentioned like the authenticity piece is key for you and your coaching, but also for your clients as well. And that's how you're able to bring that out. What I love is this whole idea of heart, not hustle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it really encapsulates, you know, the authenticity, the transparency and the integrity that you spoke about, but Mm -hmm. also this idea of moving away from hustle. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa and I'm here with sales coach Natasha Hemingway. I feel like we are definitely in the hustle culture, but I feel like we lose so much when you're trying to hustle or I'm on my hustle. And I don't even like that. I don't. I, I know like it, but you know what? It, it annoys me, but it, I, I see how people get so caught up. It's so easy to do it because I was just talking to one of my consulting clients and you know, we were talking about her experience and how she came into business and how she's built this multi-million dollar business. And you know, her parents and what she comes from. And we were talking about the era of like her parents building a business versus the era of like what we're building a business in. It's just different. And I think with social media, that it plays a humongous part because, you know, junk in, junk out, right? Yeah. And so we're consuming so much and you're being hit over the head so much and you have to have strong discipline. And, you know, I, I went through that this year where I'm like, whoa, we got to recalibrate. And God was like, no, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about this again. Surrender. I thought you learned your lesson, girl, but we gonna have to come back to that. Listen, it's my word. It's like my lesson, my word all the time and really understanding rest. Yes. Yes. And like, because for me, I am a type A, I'm a perfectionist on the Enneagram. I'll, I'm out myself. I'm a two, (laughs) which is the helper, but my wings are three and one, three is the achiever. One is a perfectionist. So I'm kind Mm. of a lot. So I'm very driven. I am all in. I am, I'll serve until sometimes it, I sacrifice myself. That's not healthy. Um, But with that said, it can be very easy to be like, even when the hustle is for good, Mm, it still can be out of alignment. And that I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm like out here helping, serving, showing up, but is that out of alignment? Absolutely. Because it, that's not what we were built or designed to do or be. It's not. And really, when you sit down and start getting honest with yourself and saying, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? What really matters to me? What do I really want? And are these things that I really want, ultimately, these goals, are the things that I'm doing aligned with those things? Yeah. Like, like you have to, I did some work with a consultant this year where I just had a couple of deep dives and it's really getting into really understanding and identifying your success DNA. Yes. Like letting go of all the things you think you should be doing. That's going to get you to this blah, blah, blah number. And it's like, no, like, but what if we actually let go of stuff you think you should be doing and focus on the stuff you really want to do. And then actually figuring out 
how to actually really bring that to life and let that be the, the thing that makes money and drives. And it, it's, I could talk for days about <laughs> hustle culture and rest. If I can drop a book in here, mm-hmm. a book that shifted me, two books, two books I've held on to this year that have been huge because I love reading and listening. One is Present Over Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm, that Mm. present over perfect. It talks about that success, hustle culture, all of that. And and the other one is who, not how Mm. every single business owner needs to go get that book. Every business owner needs to get that book. And it is those two things have shifted me and reminded me as God has been bringing me through the season of really coming back to like really understanding what rest is and not going after hustle, but really being intentional in my movements and also being responsible as a CEO. Like you also have other contractors or employees that you're dragging through that same thing. Yes. Right. Like, no, that's not fair to them. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be seasons because I went through a big season of rest in my business this year. And I was like, I don't understand God. Like, can we keep going? We're on a mission. Let's go. Like, we ain't got time to be resting and waiting. Mm -mm. Now's the season. No. But let me tell you what, when you're obedient, when you surrender and you're obedient, the fruit is on the other side of your obedience. And let me tell you right now, I am in a season of swift acceleration, Sanaa, swift acceleration. And like, to the point that I'm like, I literally said to my husband, oh, Now I understand why he gave me that season of rest because there's seasons in our business and there's a time and a place for it all, but hustling all the time, that ain't it. Mm. Not it. Yes, that is so important for people to hear, whether you are an entrepreneur or thinking about entrepreneurship, understanding that just like any other aspect of your life or in the natural world, there are seasons that rest is important. It is vital. It cannot be denied or delayed. I always mm-hmm. like to say, take the break before the break takes you. Oh, <laughs> look, because the break that takes you, you won't enjoy. <laughs> no. And it takes longer to recover from the break. Yes. Yes. So that's so important. So I'm glad to hear that you have been able to take some rest, even if it was kind of kicking and screaming a little bit, but to take it, because I think as you kind of allude to that sets up your foundation for that next season where it is high volume, where you are finding yourself expanding in ways that you didn't anticipate or couldn't have planned for. So it's so important to have those foundations set And I think part of that is, as you mentioned, to kind of take it back to where we started was thinking about your sales process, but also thinking about that mindset really around sales of transforming your mindset around what sales are and how you should approach them. So I'm wondering if you could share some tips for making that mindset shift around sales. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the first thing that I always say is, is really understanding that sales is serving. It's not um, being pushy, manipulative, aggressive, or thinking nobody wants your product. That, that has nothing to do with it. That's just your feelings. Mm -hmm. But again, feelings are not facts. Um, I think when you shift your mindset, you have to understand why you built the business, right? You're building the business to bring a solution or joy or product or whatever to someone that needs it right? And so you are by way, when you sell, you are serving them, okay? And I think also too, 
what's really important is, is that people understand you have a responsibility as well, right? As a business owner, your mindset shift is, I have a solution that people need, or I have something that sparks or brings joy, or that makes um, somebody's life more convenient, or that it's a service is going to actually meet a need or be an end game to a pro. You know, it's like knowing that, right? And so when you think about that, selling with heart, not hustle is not like I said earlier, like, oh, I just love my business, make a heart sign like I am right now. <laughs> this is great. Like, no, I'm like, it's not enough to be passionate. You also have to be profitable. But selling with heart, not hustle is not just about the way that you go about doing it, but it's also understanding that having a heart for the people that you are called to serve, meaning your customers and your clients, they should be at the center of everything you do, all of your decisions, how you show up for them, how you meet their needs. Like you should know them in and out because without customers and clients, we don't have a business. And so the minute you start putting them at the forefront of your mind, man, if I don't show up, I leave them hanging. You know, like if I don't show up in my business and serve them and impact them in this way, and I don't care if it's a flower business, I honestly don't care. I don't care if you do hair, you're a cosmetologist or it's flowers. I mean, y'all, I've worked with people from being, you know, male construction owners, basketball skills training um, male, like CEOs, I've worked with businesses, companies, um, solo entrepreneurs, female, it doesn't matter, like the core of it and how you do it still does not change. And it's literally is the customer and the client. I was just talking about this on a consulting call, a strategy call last Thursday. I'm like, first of all, it's getting to the root of like, is the customer and the client at the center of what we're doing and the decisions we're making? Mm -hmm. Because your process and your strategy will be set up to serve them. Right. And so when we do that and we have a process and a strategy, process is rinse and repeat. Strategy is how we go get it and we execute, the money comes. And mm -hmm. so understand, I think the biggest thing that I could say when it comes to shifting your mindset around sales is literally is that you have to get out of your own way and put your clients at the forefront and have a heart to serve them and not hustle them. Because a lot of times we get in and we're like, how much money can I make off this business? Or how much money can I get off these clients? And how many people can I take on or overloading and taking on a bunch of people knowing you really can't serve them. And then your delivery drops because you're doing too much because you're just trying to make a bunch of money. It, it, there's so many things that could get you out of alignment, which then will not allow you to make more money. Right. Not allow you to sell more. Right. Because you're doing it from a place of hustle. And so um, when people can see that and flip that in their mind, it's like, wow, my business is purposeful. It's impactful. It's meant to influence. And if I don't show up, wow, they, they don't get me. Mm -hmm. They don't get me because everybody everybody's not your client or customer, right? Like I, my client and customer, they're specific type of people, right? I'm not meant to serve everybody, but there's another sales coach that's meant to serve those other subset of people and other, there's enough room for everyone, yes. right? But if you aren't showing up, your people who need you specifically miss out. Yes, that's so important. I mean, that piece right there, I think you've probably debunked a few different myths that entrepreneurs have, which is that their product is for everyone or their clients are everyone. And then they run themselves crazy trying to be everything to a whole lot of different everybody's yeah. and it doesn't work. So that, 
Yeah. Woo-hoo. I say it all the time. My client, some of my clients literally will come back and they'll like pop in an IGDM. They're like, I had a strategy call today and I could hear you on my shoulder saying, make the main thing, the main thing, make the main thing, the main thing. Because when you focus on the thing that you do for the people that you serve, Nobody is confused and unclear. It makes it very easy for them to gravitate to you. It makes them very easy. It makes it very easy for them to understand. Yes, Sanaa, she is my person. She has what I need. Let's talk, right? Like, it's just, and when we get distracted trying to serve everybody, we serve no one well. Mm -hmm. And we certainly don't sell them from a place of excellence. And then people are confused. They don't know what you do. It's too much. Mm-hmm. No, yes. you can't be everything to everybody in your business. Know who you serve and show up and do that well and deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on. And so make the main thing, the main thing. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and stop trying to sell 15 million freaking products to everybody. Yes. Yes. Look y'all gems. There are so many gems in this conversation. Let's take another break. This is let's grab coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa, joined today by sales coach and creator of the Heart Not Hustle Personalized Sales System, Natasha Hemingway. Now, I have a question because, you know, I think sometimes people, uh, they put too much heart into their business and they end up um, underselling or pricing their product or service too low because they want to be able to help so many people. And they think the way to do that is to make it easily accessible. Mm -hmm. And so could you talk a little bit about balancing the heart of it, right? It still is a business. Yes. Remember I said the definition of business selling of goods or services. And I said, heart is not just saying, I love my business. I'm going to give it away. (laughs) There needs to be process and strategy behind it because then profitability needs to be there so you can keep your doors open or stay online, stay in business. And that, that, those things that you just mentioned usually come from two places. One, their mindset. There's something deeper there where they don't value their business, their worth, and they just want to give stuff away. Um, And also too is a lot of times And people don't see it that way. Sometimes they can't see it. So I tell people all the time, listen, I'm not here to chastise you or be like, you're horrible, get it together. No, there are so many people that I meet in the same exact position. I hear the same thing over and over and over and over and over, over and over and over. And so it's nothing wrong with you. You just don't know. Because also the second part of that outside of mindset is people haven't been through sales coaching. They've not had anybody or or consulting where they've not had anybody guide them to help them understand or do the market research to really price yourself accordingly to understand there's integrity in business. When you discount yourself and you are over here trying to hot cake sell stuff, people don't want to gravitate towards that. Believe it or not, they're like, that doesn't even feel consistent. That feels scarce. That feels hustly. Nah, she doesn't look or feel confident. Nah, like people do not align with that stuff. And they can see straight through it and they can feel it, right? And so a lot of it, I think, is, like I said, one is mindset. Two, you really not had the coaching or the support to really understand how to build out pricing, follow-up, closing. How do you run discovery calls? Or if you're an online business, how do we transition people and get them on a demo? Or how do we, like... How, how do we handle them if they've abandoned the cart and we're an online business that's a product-based bet? Like there's so many things to it that people just aren't privy to. They're not aware. And I'm like, don't fault yourself. But once you know better, you can do better. Mm-hmm. And so and I tell people, don't be out here winging it. 
Like <laughs> go get the support, even if it's not me, because I'm not for everybody, but go get the support that you need because people are quick. And I think this is a part of not knowing where when people open businesses, they think about everything else under the sun, marketing, branding, logo. If it's getting a brick and mortar, the space, the da 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 da, my website, the branding photos, the, the social media, the social media strategy, and getting on, you know, getting publicity, all these things, literally, literally. And then people open their doors and they're like, we're open, yay. And then nobody's coming and nobody's buying, and they're like, uh oh, what happened? And then what people start doing is, Sanad, they start tearing down all the things that they spent the money building. When the issue is over here, you never put a process or a strategy or sales messaging, any of that into place so that you can figure out when I launch this thing or I open this business, how do I sell it? Mm. And it's a missing piece. And I get people on two ends of the spectrum. They come to me super early and they're like, I found you. I've been watching you. I'm starting this new business. Is it too early? And I'm like, no, like, Love you for even showing up this early. You are in the right place. Mm-hmm. And then I have people that come to me and they're like, well, three different lanes. They're like, okay, we're, we've been winging it. We gotten pretty lucky. Um, or we've had a lot of referrals and we're making money. Right. But we don't really know how to sell scale this thing. Mm-hmm. Our capacity is tapped out. We don't really have to scale it. We don't have sales process strategy. We need somebody to come in and handle sales. A lot of businesses get into that small business. We need to come in and handle somebody, have someone handle sales. And I'm like, well, do you have a sales process or a sales strategy for them to follow? No. Okay. We need to start there first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other spectrum of people have been just burning it at both ends and they're not making money. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I've got to get this figured out or I'm not going to be in business anymore. And so that having a heart for your business, we run that out and we run it pretty badly sometimes. And it just, honestly, again, it goes back to your mindset and it goes back to, you got to get the support and the coaching or the consulting to have the sales messaging, the um, process, the strategy, being focused, like, yeah, it's all those things. (laughs) It's all those things. I think it's so, you know, sometimes people get led astray, especially as you mentioned, you know, we have social media, we have so many, you know, new businesses popping up and we see, right. We see what we see. We see what people show us, um, but we miss out on the behind the scenes. If they have a behind the scenes, right. If they have the support, because sometimes folks look successful, but their business actually isn't profitable, but we don't know that. So we no. think we can just get the logo, the, the Instagram handle, you know, do all the, you know, things you see and don't realize, well, no, the people who are actually successful ha- have other experts that they go to so that they can set up the foundation. Constantly. I'm like, my business makes more money than me. I always say that jokingly because I'm constantly investing into contractors or people into my business who have an expertise in a level that I don't have. And so there is no winging it if you're really trying to build it. And also too, if you're not profitable, it's okay. It takes time. I don't think we're also patient to not with our businesses and the amount of work and time that it takes to build a business. I wasn't profitable overnight. It, this takes time. And I tell people all the time, sales is not no microwave process. Don't come to me thinking you're getting scripts and I'm going to make you drop a million dollars out of your hands. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's a process and it takes time and you have to be willing to do the work and it happens fast for some people and some people it doesn't, but you're going to grow 
and it's necessary because you cannot afford to wing it because you'll run out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that just reminds me of what you said earlier about the rest piece, right? So when you have the right people, the right support team, know who the experts are that you can go to to reinvest in your business, then you don't have to feel like you're, you know, burning the candle at both ends. You can actually incorporate rest into your plan, into your process as well. Yes. And it's necessary. If you're a CEO, you're a business owner, and you're building like you can't run at that pace, but for so long. Yeah, absolutely. You can't run at that pace for so long. And and you have to, even if you're like me, where I'm like, rest, huh? But like having people that are in your business, your team that will hold you accountable to that. Mm-hmm. And that's been a game changer for me this year is my team holding me accountable to that. Ooh, accountability is hard though. So could you talk briefly about finding the right people for your team and accepting them holding you accountable? Because I think that's part of the problem too. Sometimes we get the team players, we get the people who are good at whatever aspect we need them to do, but then they hold us accountable and we're like, wait a minute, (laughs) hold up. (laughs) Yeah, listen, I believe as a CEO, that takes humility. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna hire people, hire good people that you trust, and hire people that when they say something, you listen, right? And so a lot of that is, as a CEO, you need to get out of your ego. Ooh. So the way that I see my team is I'm like, listen, I don't care if you're my executive assistant or if it's an OBM, online business manager, or if it's a consulting COO, I, or even contract people who are branding and marketing. I don't, everybody here has a voice and I need you to use it. I need you to use it. Hold me accountable. Be See my blind spots. I don't have it together. I gain nothing by letting my ego try to be like, oh my God, I have it figured out. I'm the CEO. No, sit down, get out of your ego and hire good people who are for you and that are in alignment with you. And not just that their job responsibilities line up, but their values line up to you. Mm, yes. Because then you have no problem being held accountable for those people because you know those people are there for you and your best interest because yes. they feel part of something bigger. And they understand if you at the, you're at the helm as a CEO and you're burnt out and worn out or whatever the situation is, or you're not holding yourself accountable, if you're down, guess what? The team is down. The business is down. And so it's like everybody working towards that greater common good and gold goal of we do this together. Yeah. And I think as a CEO, I just don't know how to work. I don't, I don't operate any different. I'm like, my team is my team and I'm nothing without my team. And we do this business together. Even when I'm like, we need to do da da da. We need to, or we're making a decision. Like sometimes they aren't even on the decision, but I'm like, we, it's mm-hmm. we. And yeah, accountability is everything because how can I expect them to not be able to hold me accountable, but I hold them accountable. That's messy. (laughs) Yes. I love what you said. You know, it's not only the expertise, finding the people with the right expertise, but that their values align. And I think that's such a major key right there. Again, so many gems that you've shared with us this morning. And I mean, everyone listening, this just should give you a kind of insight into the type of sales coach, the type, you know, everything that you would get uh, if you wanted to work with Natasha. So I thank you so much, but I wanted to give you the opportunity um, to share with listeners. If you have some upcoming events or programs or anything, if folks are listening, they're like, yes, this is what I needed to hear. I need to get plugged in. Yeah. Um, First, I'm so excited because this is launching Monday, right? 
Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week. Okay. So we're rolling in Thanksgiving week. Okay. So we're in the process of like really making, trying to make this happen. It's not trying, it's going to happen, but we're going to run um, like a black Friday deal. And we've never, ever done it. Cause I'm like, I'm very big on like, if it doesn't feel right and it's not in alignment, it doesn't excite me. I'm not interested in selling it period. And if it's not going to serve people and what they need. Right. And so we're going to do this and we're going to run um, a workshop so that people will be able to sign up and it's going to be super affordable. Like it's the lowest I've ever offered anything. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be super aff- affordable and we're going to launch it next week, whatever. No, wait, I can't even keep up. Right. Okay. So this would be the week after Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. you can catch this today, Cyber Monday. It will be at that point. So you'll be able to catch it. If you miss it, just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Natasha Hemingway to him um, and say, I missed it, but I heard the podcast and I'll, I'll figure out a way to help you, but we're going to r- run it. And it's basically going to be, it's going to be like a mindset workshop and it's going to be like breaking through imposter syndrome and moving through fear. And so I'm going to coach people. They're going to get a workbook. I'm there's like some other little surprises I want to do because I'm always like I want to do it all my CEO is like listen come on like we're also working on this bigger project but we're gonna have like two days it'll be one will be the first week of January one call and it'll be a three-hour like workshop and then one will be in the evening so one during the day one in the evening and it's all about mindset and getting people really ready to move into the new year, that's, it's, it's fresh. It's when we're renewing our minds and we're thinking differently and we feel different after the holidays. And so I'm super excited about that because although it's not sales, it's something that I'm super passionate about and that I deeply believe in. Um, I like to get nerdy with it, um, but my heart is also there. So it's almost like the heart work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's not about like something being high ticket or anything. And then in January, in the end of January, I'm so excited. Like I kind of squeal about it because we've been working so hard. Um, but we have a big launch. I was literally just shooting photos for it today, but we have a big launch. So y'all just have to stay tuned because I'm not going to drop it, but we have a big launch coming at the end of January. And then we're working towards something else in February and March that we've never done before. Um, at a lower price point. I mean, it just, we're, we are in a season of swift acceleration and it's all about serving and impacting people and meeting them where they're at. Um, and not just, you know, at a higher level of like one-on-one clients consulting, everybody can invest into that. And my heart really does. I love businesses, corporations, small businesses, one-on-one client coaching. It's my heart. It's my passion, but I also have a passion for other smaller businesses and solo entrepreneurs and really helping them because a lot of times you need to know how to sell so you can build your business, but you don't have the, the funds. You don't have all of that. And so really being able to truly try to meet people where they are at a very, you know, kind of like stepladder approach, right? And let people grow into that. And so that makes me super excited and very passionate. I'm, I, I know I've been called to impact a lot, a lot of people. Um, and this new thing in January will allow us to be unlimited as to how we serve and show up for people. And I'm like, I'm just so pumped. I can't, I can't wait till it gets here. And we've been working our tails off, like as a team, y'all, it's a lot, but it's going to be so worth it. So I'm excited. So sorry, a little bit of tease, a little (laughs) bit of transparency. Um, Like I said, this will come out, this will run Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday. So if you miss it, just hit me in the back end, as long as the spots are not filled. And then I'll make sure you can get in a little bit late and honor that pricing point. So 
Awesome. That's so exciting. Now, one more time, how can people find you? How can people get plugged in and connected with you? Yes. Everything is at Natasha Hemingway with two M's. Literally my Instagram, my website is natashahemingway.com, two M's. My, I mean, my LinkedIn, I mean, everything is that. Um, So you can buy Instagram, Facebook. There's a free Facebook group that I have called Ambitious Entrepreneurs, um, Sales with Heart, Not Hustle. You can get to all those things, so. Okay, awesome. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. It has been such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for doing what you do and using your platform and your voice to lead other people. Um, I don't think podcast hosts sometimes understand or radio hosts understand the impact that they have, but thank you for allowing us to be able to come on and share and allowing us to be able to honestly learn and grow from you Suna. So, because that's an act of service with what you're doing and people don't understand that I think sometimes. Um, so I appreciate you and I I'm honored and grateful for the opportunity and come back whenever you want me to. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much to Natasha Hemingway for joining us this morning. So many gems in today's conversation. This is another one that I can't even wait to listen to the replay. Of course, you know, you can always listen to previous shows on wyxr.org or subscribe to Let's Grab Coffee on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you stream podcasts. Like I said, so many gems in today's conversation. And if you are an entrepreneur or getting started on your entrepreneurship journey, I feel like this was just the tip of the iceberg. So definitely you can connect with Natasha. She shared her Instagram and all of her socials and website, Natasha Hemingway. And I can't wait to see what she has rolling out next year. And of course, she mentioned um, that she has a current promotion that's running through today, Cyber Monday. So, so much. I learned so much. I'm still kind of mind blown and I'm definitely going to marinate on everything that she shared with us this morning. But I think for my positive note, I just want to reiterate something that Natasha said, which is acknowledging and identifying when we have false fears. I think it's so easy to get trapped into the fears and insecurities that we may have. But as she mentioned, we have to interrupt those fears. We have to remind ourselves that feelings are not facts. And to ask ourselves, is it true that whatever that fear is or whatever that insecurity is. And I thought that was such a great practical tip, something that we can all use to ask ourselves, is this true? Is this true? What I'm thinking, is it true? Is it based in facts? And probably what we will know is that no, it's not based in facts. Then we can make some different choices. Well, this has been Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa and I'm here every Monday morning and I can't wait for you to be back here next Monday as well.